This episode is sponsored by Gummy Cube. Did you know that 63% of all apps are discovered by App Store Search? So ranking for the right keywords is key to your app success. To find out more about App Store optimization and from the guys who can really help you, go to www.gummycube.com. That's gummycube, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thanks to Gummy Cube for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode is sponsored by Apptentive. Uh, Apptentive has given us a way as app entrepreneurs to get customer feedback directly within the app. So to sign up for a free mobile app consultation, go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase, apptentive, A-P-P-T-E-N-T-I-V-E.com forward slash app guy. And thank you so much, Apptentive, for supporting this show. Hi, my name is Jillian Darlington. I am the CEO and founder of the Mom Co app, and you are listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. This is the show where we really uh, go around the world and meet with some of the most fascinating people uh, on the planet that are doing great things in the mobile space, the app space. It's a show about apps. It's really a show about anyone who wants to become an app founder, an app entrepreneur, uh, get working in a startup, uh, or if you just like to do these things for side projects, whatever your story is, this is the show to help you. And uh, today, to help us, uh, I've got like I've got it. You've got to go and visit this website first of all, appmyday.com, appmyday.com, and uh, it's a beautiful uh, looking uh, website. I've got the co-founder and CEO of this company. It's a private social network for any event. He's going to talk us through his journey. His name is Guy Elder, and so uh, Guy, I wanted to give you a warm welcome to the App Guy podcast. Hey, Paul, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, for, well, first of all, this app, my day, it looks absolutely awesome, the website. Can you tell us a bit about it and how you got the idea? Yeah, sure. Thanks for uh, the warm introduction. Um, and uh, actually, I think it's uh, like a classic story, like uh, lots of startups, other startups that uh, uh, were born accidentally. Um, and um, app, my day started like almost three years ago uh, when all of us, a bunch of coders, um, we we thought about how to surprise a friend on a on his wedding day uh, to give him like a very a very cool present, a very cool memory from his big day. And then we thought, okay, we're coders, so we can uh, we can write something. And uh, we thought about just you know um, writing like quick and dirty app that will uh, um, like a prototype that will gather all the content in one live feed. Uh, that will just, you know, leave one place for all the guests to interact and share their content because we thought about the fact that everyone are taking photos, uh, writing their greetings and well wishes, and um, and and it's just, you know, it's just um, not being saved in one place for the event owner. It just, um, um, you know, goes home with the with the uh, event owners. Uh, after the event, uh, with the sorry, sorry, with the guests after the event ends, so the event owner do, uh, end up without without the content itself. So we it, it, uh, this is great. Can I just say, can I, can I, just, guy? I, first of all, you are inspiring me because you are among the elite who have got the idea from a wedding, and we've had previous guests who have got a similar idea from a wedding day. <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's go back to that story then. You, 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 uh, you, it's actually an, uh, an app that helps you collect all the memories from an event, from a day. So, yeah, it started off like that. We started off only from private events. Uh, that, that wedding was a, was a major success. We had hundreds of photos and well wishes coming from all the guests in that event. Um, and then on the next day, we just thought, okay, there are some, you know, there are a few more weddings out there. Uh, so maybe we can make a nice gimmick and um, maybe earn some money also, like revenues from people who will use it. And that, th- this is how Up My Day started. As a, as a gimmick for weddings, uh, we uploaded like the, the first version to the website. Uh, uh, people started, uh, um, you know, buying and and um, and publishing their own event apps, uh, and this is how it all started. Um, but I think the nice thing about App My Day is the evolution that we uh, that we went through all over the th- last almost three years, that you know led us to a whole different place. Yeah, let's get this right then so people can understand. First of all, it's best to go to appmyday.com and check it out. But what you're saying is that uh, for any event, we can create a native app that will then be the place where everything about that event is stored, the the photos, the uh, sponsored messages, all, all for the event. And it would be like we've created the app ourselves. Exactly. We simply find it as your own private social network for your event. Um, uh, yeah, that's better than going end, on to, to uh, Facebook and that, yeah? Yeah, because the, the problem was, and, and you know, that what led us to the, like, the next evolution of the product. The problem was that um, uh, people that, that organize private events, commercial events, nonprofits, whatever you, think you can think of, um, they basically came and, and told us that uh, all the you know the, the existing solutions like Facebook events and and hashtags on Twitter and Instagram are just not enough. Uh, they want something more than that. And when you um, you know when when we speak about about brands and about nonprofits and about uh, some some uh, companies that want to uh, add some more value in terms of their brand or marketing messages to the event, so um, all these existing solutions are just inadequate. Yeah, that is let's talk about the evolution because there's a lot of people listening to this now who have an idea that they have you know generated a, an app or whatever it is they're doing and there's at some point the need to change the need to pivot and you you mentioned you started with weddings but you went through an evolution what what was the turning point to like get you to broaden the appeal from yeah. weddings to to more events uh, first of all, I have a strong belief that um, uh, if if you're an entrepreneur and you don't um, uh, you know iterate or or um, change a, the vision or the product uh, um, in you know on the course of the of time, so it, it, it something is wrong. You need to uh, you need to uh, understand what your product is about and and how can you actually make it better in terms of the product market fit, but. Um, but in our case, um, as I started to say, we, we were all about private events and people um, um, just you know, uh, logged into our website and, and bought the event app, uh, just published it, and that's it. But then um, something interesting happened, and um, companies and event planners, like professional event planners, started to 
um, approach us and, and they told us, they gave us this feedback that, listen, it's a, it's a great app, it's a great product. Uh, we're, we're making like dozens or hundreds of events every year and we need this kind of product, but we have, we have, uh, like few other problems that that are related to this thing that you're trying to solve, and the first thing that they mentioned is the the problem to um, uh, promote their sponsors in the event. They don't have any online environment, online setting to promote their sponsors. Um, uh, this is like the first one. The second one was that they said we have so many, so much content that our guests are generating during the events, but we're not able to take advantage of it in terms of of you know uh, marketing or or um, or raising our um, brand awareness stuff like that and uh, the third thing that they told us is that um, they're doing well in generating like a, a very unique uh, real life setting you know when you go to a venue and you and you see all the branding on, on you know decorations and cups and on, on and banners and stuff like that but then when it gets to the online layer of things they don't have anything over there. You know, people are posting to Twitter or Instagram and that's it. And they need something more than that. So with this feedback, um, we started to build like the next generation of the product. And we understood that there is much more money and much more, um, um, like, uh, much more uh, uh, opportunity for us to succeed in, uh, in this uh, domain of corporate events and nonprofits and, and, um, and working with brands. And then we, you know, we, we, we put another, you know, we launched another solution that will be only addressing the, um, the professional event planners and uh, corporates, uh, the in-house corporate event planning teams. And uh, we pretty much put aside all the private events. Uh, and that was like a big change for us because it's a different ecosystem. You're working with different people, like different functions inside an organization, and it's not just working with the B two C consumers. Yes. Uh, so it was like a different, totally different story, different money, uh, different business model, different uh, revenue. It was like a, a new game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, good to hear because it, it just uh, what I'm learning from you is that it's important to listen to feedback, especially from like those companies that could become big clients, and and you have to listen to what they say and, and make the product better. Uh, uh, one of the right. things one of the things we love to do is try to help uh, the apps to tribe listening to this, the, uh, the listeners, that, with their journey. And, and at some point you've had to start this and, and make it your own company. I wondered if you had any advice on uh, what it took to uh, start the company, like from financial perspective, did you bootstrap it? Did you uh, go out and get funding? Uh, you know, give us some help on on uh, actually how you get uh, a startup just to uh, off the ground and get get it started. Right. So um, I think that we uh, we moved very slow in terms of um, of setting up the the you know the startup environment. Um, I told you earlier that we started off as a gimmick, you know, we just did it. I worked in a different, like in another company, uh, and, uh, the, the prototype in the first version was just, uh, uh, a side job. I heard that lots of your, your, um, 
the people that you talk with are also doing this as a side job or as a, as a like a, an evening project or something like that. So it it started off like that. And uh, but but the nice thing is that I had the previous company that I worked uh, for was a startup that eventually um, got acquired by Facebook. So I so I learned a lot with um, just just from working. In a very, um, it was a pretty small startup. We were like seven or eight people, um, uh, and it didn't grow, it didn't grow much uh, until it was acquired by Facebook. So, um, did you did you learn how to get acquired by Facebook by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, this I'm still working on it, but uh, <laughs> no, but but uh, but I, I've learned a lot about how to manage your financials and how to um, which um, like. Which partner or which founder uh, you need to find uh, in order to actually start your own company and uh, um, make it like long lasting and lots of you know the, the the dynamic is different when you work in startup and uh, you know versus working in in a, in a uh, corporation or something like that and um, and it's and I if you ask me like one tip I strongly recommend. Um, entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs to first uh, work in a startup environment uh, as an engineer as a, I don't know as a sales associate as a um, uh, whatever but you need to work in like uh, preferably an early stage startup that will allow you to um, you know to experience everything uh, but not to get burned. Yes, uh, it's great advice. I, I mean, so what I'm learning from you there as well is that it's it's just really important to watch someone else take the financial risk, but but be part of it and learn all the the things that you right. need to bef- before then. And what I also I'm really inspired to hear that a part time project and a, you know like a gift to a friend's for a friend's wedding led you down this path that ultimately led to you know your own company and your own startup and and three years later it it's been really i'm sure a great ride for you right. along the way has there been anything in the like the promotion that you've done that's been the big turning point for you that's really kind of taking you to the next level is there anything you've done that has been uh the thing that's, that's helped you catch fire i think that um um first of all i think that in in the first two years we were just running on a word of mouth nothing special in terms of uh marketing budget just because we didn't have any uh we were bootstrapped for almost 10 months um half of it in my apartment um and then we just uh moved to a shared office space but i think that the big turning point came after we launched the um the event planner solution because that that launch led us to introduce a whole different business model um and we started working with this event planners with this uh, professional event planners as resellers so basically they were buying x amount of events from us um starting from 5 and all the way to 3 4 500 events that they bought and we got paid uh up front and then they uh started to become our resellers because they sold it to their clients uh you know and we didn't care 
for how much they sell it to their clients. We just, you know, got the, the money for them uh, for this bundle that we sold them. Um, and first of all, it pretty much accelerated the whole thing because then, you know, we started to, to, you know, to sign on deals, on recurring deals. And as you know, like the most important thing about, about doing business in, in this domain, at least is recurring business. And, um, and you want to, you want to get a commitment from your customer. And I think this is like the, the holy grail of uh, business models in this domain. So, um, so this is what we did, and uh, we saw the businesses coming in, and we saw that we have um, a relatively uh, stable cash flow because we were working not with random customers, but we were working with um, um, with uh, planners, with professional planners who we knew them, you know, personally. It's like it was a high touch sale, but it was a very high quality one. This is a great. Uh- episode because we're learning so much from the potential of uh, you know succeeding in business reoccurring revenue is very important obviously the best thing that you've got involved with is events where you do get events that are uh, annual events or lots of regular events possibly quarterly and also i'm guessing it's good because you're solving this huge problem of apps costing a lot of money and you right. don't want to you don't want to spend fifteen twenty thousand dollars as a company building an event app that is for one event that then comes and goes. Exactly, exactly. And we know all the best practices and all the insights because we had more than five thousand events so far. All right, so so we we know how to engage the audience. We know how to approach them. We know how to convert downloads to actual uh, participants in the event. Um, and this is the important stuff because if you were trying to build your own event app, it's very difficult, and you you know you, you won't make it on like on first time that you're doing this. Uh, and what's nice, guy, about your story here is that I guess there's not a lot of focus on um, the downloads of your own app, which is where we spend a lot of time talking on the show about because you're reselling the uh, event app. But I'm, t- I'm trying to think in terms of that your clients, my, my listeners are always interested in how to get more downloads. Have you seen anyone running an event that has done any particular promotion that's led to a lot of downloads and a lot of use of the app? I think that, um, first of all, you, uh, you raise an important issue here because we're not talking in the monthly active users, daily active users, um, or downloads game. We're not playing in that, in that, uh, in, in that game. Um, we're, we're playing in the revenue game. It's a whole different game, uh, also in terms of raising funds. Um, but this is something that I wanted from day one to, um, to build a business and not to build just, you know, a company that, that is craving for downloads and doesn't know how to, um, maintain or preserve the, the, the downloads that it gets. So, so as for your question, uh, we're, we're focusing on, on, on putting the event organizer, the event host, um, up in the spotlight. That means that he needs to, um, they, they need to, um, to distribute the app. We give them the tools 
all right they uh, we have like a deep linking mechanism so they can uh, send it to their guests and and they will have like a very seamless uh, and quick uh, uh, onboarding experience to to the event app um, and we're giving them like a, a whole toolkit toolkit of uh, of distribution methods and distribution tools um, but but eventually it's up to them and and we're I think this is like for events this is the right thing to do because um, if it won't come, through the event organizer, it just won't succeed. And that's the fact. That's what we've learned. Yes, and I'm guessing that, I mean, their audience is perfect because anyone going to an event is highly likely to download the event app that's for that event. So uh, they've got a ready-made yeah, audience. Exactly. It's, it's a very, we, we see a, a very nice uh, amount of downloads and um, contrib contributors in the app. Um, uh, it gets to somewhere around 60, 70% of the, of the, of the total amount of guests, total number of guests. So let me thank who I think is the planet's best app store optimization company, and that is GummyCube. Now, GummyCube are a San Francisco-based company, but they can deal with you wherever you are. They are an app store optimization technology company. Now, they leverage big data from the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, and they use this to feed their algorithms, which helps you to be more effective with search on the App Store. Now, one of the biggest discoveries they've made over the last few years is that web search and mobile search are completely different. So they collect big data, it's called DataCube, and this is from the app stores, not the web search. Uh, so this means that you can be much, much more effective with optimizing your apps uh, for the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com, G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And just thank you, GummyCube, for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode is brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive have a great intelligent ratings prompt. So what does that mean? It means that you can drive five-star reviews, which obviously then means your app is going to climb the charts. Uh, so what you can do is you can prompt the user, ask the question, hey, do you like the app? Yes or no? It's pretty obvious that if they hit yes, you want to take them to the review page so they can leave a really cool review. If they hit no, you do not want to take them to the review page. You want to take them to the inbuilt messaging center where you can actually communicate with them two-way and find out why they don't like the app. So keep those criticisms off of the review page and help your app climb the charts by only driving five-star reviews to the review page. Uh, go and check them out. It's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's apptentive.com forward slash app guy. They will give you a free consultation. And thank you so much to Apptentive for supporting this show. So there's so two more things uh, we need to do then, uh, Guy, before we say goodbye to you. One is that uh, my audience crave uh, the uh, possibility of coming up with their own app solution. And uh, one of the ways we try to do this is, is talk about your business and any particular problems you're facing right now, any big challenges that you have uh, as you grow and you, you uh, expand and maybe we could talk about something to solve your problems. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you think back to the last two, three months uh, of work, what's causing a bottleneck for you? What's causing a real headache or frustration in, in your, your uh, process? Um, I think that I'll, I'll, I'll give 
I give uh, two examples uh, from our reality uh, right now. Um, first of all, um, we're developing a product that is like that. That is, it has three platforms: the iOS, like the iPhone native app, the Android native app, and another full-blown solution on the website. Because there is all the dashboard, the management dashboard, when the where the event organizers actually manage and build their events, their events apps. So we have three architectures, and the R and D team should uh, should be very high end in all three fronts. So this is like a the first challenge, and uh, it is pretty much from day one. Um, so you know, if you think about um, starting a company that has three R and D fronts. So think again, uh, because it's, it's, very, it's very demanding. It's very demanding. Yeah. It's very challenging. Uh, this is the first thing. And I guess the second thing is on the sales front that uh, um, once you, um, you go like B2B or you go uh, straight to the vendors or to, to the event planners, you need to actually approach them. And it takes a lot of time, uh, a lot of um, legwork and... Um, you need a lot of resources in order to actually uh, generate high quality leads and 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 create success and create deals. Uh, and uh, this is something that uh, early stage startups don't really have. All these uh, uh, marketing and sales teams. Um, um, so you need to uh, you need to create a positive effect and you need to get to positive results with basically zero resources. These are great, two great things. Let me just repeat then for, for the benefit of the listeners. Uh, the first thing I learned there was that um, trying to do uh, something that's cross-platform across iOS, Android, and web app is, is quite challenging in its own right because you've got to keep on top of all three platforms and ensure that everything syncs across and works because the, I'm guessing the customer, in a way, they don't care which platform. They just want everything to work. Right, uh, yeah. right. But then <laughs> you have to uh, try and maintain uh, and keep on top of all the updates. And uh, uh, and the second thing then is, is uh, as a startup, B2B is really challenging because you try to get to the decision makers and it can be quite hard to get you know deals struck and signed and because and, you need to know people in your network and, and do that without much resources. So um, Exactly. I'm not sure there's an app that can come up to solve those two problems, but I think what it has, <laughs> what, what it has done is it's shown that, uh, I mean, maybe there's a way of crowdsourcing sales teams or something, but uh, there's you know, certainly something to think about before uh, becoming a startup founder. Uh, the, the, the other thing, this is a show about apps, and uh, I mean, we'd love talking about apps. You know, you've got an awesome um, app that you've created here for events, I'm wondering if you have anything uh, that you use that you can recommend for us, like a business app or a personal app that, that you think would be really cool to to mention on the show. So do you have an app recommendation? Um, an app or a tool that we worked with? Because, uh, you know, uh, a tool a tool would be good because you, you're probably be, uh, using some really cool tools. Because we, uh, you know, we just mentioned the sales process and... Um, um, that is being so difficult to generate leads. So um, uh, we we've been searching for um, a tool that will something like a, um, like a CRM, like a customer relation management tool. Um, 
that will allow us with relatively low cost to manage all the the leads and and uh, you know the deal uh, the deal flow um, and we uh, eventually we found a great tool it's called HubSpot um, it has an, a very cool extension called Sidekick that will integrate into your mail uh, and uh, it, it just fixed the whole workflow for us in terms of you know on the sales front um, because we're not you know we're not uh, we're an early stage startup. First of all, we can't pay for for licenses, and uh, second, uh, we don't need the uh, the whole full blown uh, solutions like uh, Salesforce or something like that. So um, we're just using HubSpot, and uh, it's just perfect for us. Um, and it pretty pretty much uh, made everything uh, in place. And um, and it, it kind of you know this, this is one of the tools that uh, they tell you how to work. Or they tell you how to um, to build your your sales funnel, so it's very cool. Yeah, and just I'd love to spend the last few minutes chatting about the sales process because it's something that I've learned over the course of the several years that I've been doing this show. Is that when you have like a podcast, you build up authority, you build up trust, so that anybody coming to you as a lead or something that they need, they've already bought into you because they trust you. And that can be gained either from podcasting or content management or, you know, like putting out lots of really interesting content. And I'm just not sure there's a solution out there that helps that as a sales funnel. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you've come across anything where you, you build up content, you build up authority in the space. And, and then when people come to you, they, they're really hot leads in a way. Um, yeah, you need, you need to be, I think the challenge and there is no easy way or short, shortcut to, um, gain this, um, you know, all around credibility in front of, uh, potential, uh, or prospect clients. But, um, but I think that, you know, eventually it boils down to, um, to your presence in podcasts and in, in some articles that are, uh, being published by credible, uh, uh, websites or, or, or blogs, um, so I think these are all the you know the triggers for the sales process. Uh, um, you're getting like the prospect clients much much more baked <laughs> and ready <Yeah>. for sale. <laughs> but uh, but the the challenge in the first uh, in the first uh, stage in the early stage is to um, come up with something uh, um, something very raw and um, and and very rough. And make it happen. So I think that the, for example, the tool that I mentioned is helping you with all the networking thing. Like you have to rely on your network at this early stage. You have to see if you know someone that knows someone that might lead you to another one who will, who will maybe send your contact to someone to a decision maker. And I think this is like the strongest tool when talking about early stage uh, sales process. Um, you know, gathering leads and and sending like cold emails is something that anyone can do. Uh, the conversion rates are very low, but uh, but uh, you should remember that if you you know strike one major deal, so uh, everything is uh, the the game is changing. It, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on this show, Guy. It was a wonderful journey. I'm going to just remind everyone that they can go to theappguy.co and search out episode 369 with Guy Elder to get all the links 
to you and your company, the App My Day site, the um, the tool that you mentioned. In the meantime, is there any way you can tell us now how to best reach out and connect with you? What's the best way of getting in touch? Of course. Uh, so um, I'm available at uh, guy at appmyday.com over the email. Uh, and then I'm available also on uh, LinkedIn. You can find me there. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm uh, going there every like half an hour. So <laughs> wonderful. So, <laughs> Great. so I'll be there. Oh, great. Well, Guy, thanks for coming and talking to us on this show. Well, all the best with uh, At My Day. I think it's one of the best names I can remember. And uh, <laughs> uh, you've, you've made my day by coming on here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. This episode has been brought to you by Apptentive. Apptentive are offering a free 55-page ebook on how to get the best ratings and reviews. Uh, to find out more, just go to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. And thank you very much to Apptentive for supporting the show. And finally, uh, I have been doing a lot of launches over the uh, year with uh, apps, and uh, many of them have been on this show. If you are interested in getting some of the behind-the-scenes data that I've kept, you know what I tend to do is record a lot of the stuff that I uh, find out uh, through the day and put that onto a, a document. And I usually keep that stuff private, but if you uh, do want to uh, have a look and see how we're doing it, then uh, just get in touch with me. It's uh, paul at theappguy.co, or uh, you can get hold of me on Twitter, uh, follow me and I'll DM you, uh, paul underscore s underscore kemp. And that is for any um, anyone who's interested in some of the behind the scenes uh, data. It's a little bit raw, it's not edited, it's not polished, but it is a really interesting uh, read if um, you're interested in any of the launches that we've done over the series. Um, For now, I'll look forward to delivering another episode shortly.